the transmission in your car. I just want to explain the word transmission. The, the transmission of your car takes the energy, the horsepower of your engine, and it converts it into motion of the wheels as required. That's what a transmission does. And it changes that energy, that driving force, to turn the wheels of the car. Now, if you have no transmission, you're going nowhere. And you may have the greatest engine power with no motion. And the cross of Christ is the power of God. But it is only effectual in the individual life of the person who believes. Welcome to Let the Bible Speak. This is Ian Gallagher, and today again we continue our theme on preaching the gospel. We're looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21, on the foolishness of preaching, that it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. The word believeth, of course, is the key word here, that why Christians are called believers, those who have personally come and put their trust in the death and cross work of the Lord Jesus. And by the preaching of the cross, by this seemingly foolish act of declaring the death of a man on a Roman gibbet, we are brought to understand the wisdom of God, the way back to God, and the peace that the cross brings in the believer's life. Now, I'm going to try and explain today the work of faith in the believer's heart and how it is an essential part of bringing each one of us to a living understanding of the gospel and the application of that gospel to our hearts. And so I trust you'll stay tuned with us as I go to 1 Corinthians one twenty-one and go through these illustrations. Now, please understand that in biblical gospel preaching, Illustrations are a help, but they are never 100%. There are always disparities and areas that they do not line up, but they help in a measure. And sometimes they are that just added piece of information that bring us to grasp and understand the ways of God in the plan of salvation. So, as every preacher does, I do my best to make things that can sometimes be a little complex more simple that even a child may understand. So stay tuned with us as we move now to the pulpit of our church to let the Bible speak on saving faith. Can you say today that you have personally come and accepted the crucified Lord Jesus as your personal Savior? This is the wisdom of God. This is the way by which God sifts nations, communities, homes. Your father and mother's faith cannot save you. Your wife's faith cannot save you. A husband's faith cannot save his wife. Parents' faith cannot save children. It must be your personal trust in the cross of the Lord Jesus. Look at the text. It says here in verse 21 that it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save 
them that believe. Does that include you today? Are you a believer, a personal believer in the Lord Jesus? And it must be your own personal profession. The Lord Jesus said in Mark 16, verse 15, He that believeth shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. I want you to get that into your heart today. Mark 16, verse 15. He that believeth shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. This is the dividing line. This is the eternal difference between a soul going into eternity that will go to heaven and a soul that will go to hell. It's the gospel of one-on-one. -on -one. And then when the Lord Jesus made that statement in Mark 16, 15, he said to his disciples, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Because every one person, every single person needs to have this personal saving trust and faith in the Lord Jesus. And so I want to apply this to your heart. You cannot say today you're a believer because you go to a Christian church. You cannot say today you are a believer because there are, is a person in your family that is a Christian. You cannot say that you are a believer because you are in Canada, a place that is historically, and we praise God, has the liberty of Christian religion. That does not make you a Christian, does not make you saved from sin and ready for heaven. <clears throat> Thirdly, faith in the cross of Christ is our link to its saving power. A great deal is made in Corinthians chapter 1 here about the power of the gospel. And the Greek word here for power is dunamis. We get dynamite from that. It is the explosive, mighty, unstoppable power of God. But how do you and I tap into that power? Faith is the means of transmitting the very power of God into the individual life. The transmission in your car, I just want to explain the word transmission. The, the transmission of your car takes the energy, the horsepower of your engine, and it converts it into motion of the wheels as required. That's what a transmission does. And it changes that energy, that driving force, to turn the wheels of the car. Now, if you have no transmission, you're going nowhere. And you may have the greatest engine power, but no motion. And the cross of Christ is the power of God. But it is only effectual in the individual life of the person who believes in the Lord Jesus. And that is why salvation is set forth 
as faith in Christ's death and blood. In Romans 3.25, let me turn you to that, please. Romans 3.25, we have this object of faith, whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. Now, when Paul the apostle, the theologian, speaks about the blood of Christ, he's speaking about the cross. He's speaking about the redemption. In fact, if you go back to verse <clears throat> 24, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So all of this is a related subject to the cross, and it has to do with that work of our Lord on the cross of Calvary. And it is faith. This is what I want to point out, Romans 3.25. It is faith in his blood that transmits, that brings the power of Calvary into the individual life. It's faith in the blood of the Lord Jesus. It's faith in his justifying power of his precious blood. And these are God's terms upon which he can make a statement before all the creatures of the universe that we are declared righteous. God cannot declare you righteous unless you have faith, personal saving trust in the cross work of the Lord Jesus. And until you make the death of Christ the very grounds of your pardon, you're not saved. You're not in the mercy of God. You'll notice that, that faith is your link to the speaking power of the blood of Christ. In the book of Hebrews 12, the blood of our Lord Jesus is referred to as speaking blood. In what way does it speak? Well, it denounces every accusation against the Christian. It silences them. And it speaks in the conscience. And this is the ministry of the Holy Spirit through the speaking blood of Christ at the throne room of God. The Holy Spirit ministers peace to the believer's heart, that your sins are gone. You are rightly related to the living God. All the work of Calvary applies to you. It is transmitted to your life, to your account. To use another analogy, faith is the check that changes or opens the account of God to transfer all the blessings, all the pardon, all the forgiveness of God to your account. Now, when you take out your checkbook and you write someone a check, and it says, I promise to pay the bearer $1,000, whatever it is, and you sign that piece of paper with your own signature, and that signature is recorded in a bank somewhere. That little piece of paper, it's, it's useless. A piece of paper is useless. It doesn't mean anything. The paper itself has no value, but it opens up the account for a transfer to the bearer's account. And that's what faith does for a soul. And God in his word, he promises to pay to our account all the work of the Lord Jesus, so that his merits, 
his righteousness, his pardon, his purchasing power of the cross is made personal to you. Now, the faith itself, like the check, has no merit, but it is the instrument, it is the means by which the transfer is made from God's account to your account. And without your personal saving faith in the Lord Jesus, which is the outstretched hand of the recipient saying, I receive the pardoning power of the blood of the Lord Jesus to my account. Without that act of personal saving faith, the cross has no impact on your life. The power of the cross does not flow into your life. The world was in darkness and sin and shame. Mankind was lost, and then Jesus came. He carried our sins to Calvary's tree. here on Let the Bible Speak. This is Ian Gallagher, and I trust you will be blessed in your own heart and soul as we minister the Lord's Word. I have in my hand here a little book called A New Beginning that I'd like to offer free of charge to you. It is a 32-page booklet that will encourage you in the Christian life. It starts out with how God sees men, and it explains that men need to be saved, born again, and brought into our right relationship through the Lord Jesus. The next section deals with God's way of salvation and how God sent his Son, how by faith, by repentance, we may receive the Lord Jesus as our personal Savior. And then it moves on to the assurance of salvation, how you can be absolutely certain that you are redeemed, saved, and sure of heaven. Then it moves on to our position as new creatures in Christ, indwelt by the Spirit, and united to Him. All of this is explained in a beautiful color layout that will uh, guide you in your Bible study. Then on Christian living, there is baptism, Bible reading, daily prayer, connection between Bible reading and prayer, witnessing for Christ, and church membership. These are all included in this little booklet, a new beginning. And I'd like to send that to you free of charge. We'll get you the address. You can actually read this online if you go to our website where there are articles of information on our website at www.cloverdealfpchurch.ca. And on that website, you will find archived sermons, information about our church, 
And of course, you can join us Sundays on our webcast, 10.30 and 6 p.m. by going to that website, cloverdealfpchurch.ca. Now, please do remember to pray for us in this ministry that the Lord may use his own word to reach Canadians with the gospel and bring sinners to faith in the Lord Jesus. So then, we thank you for joining with us in the program today. Stay tuned as we continue with this second part of the program. The prodigal son is another example of this. Through his remorse, he was struck with what we may call the swine flu. That's the whole rage today. Well, the prodigal son had swine flu. He was sitting watching those pigs eat, and he became sick, but it was sin-sick. He looked back over his own life, what a ruin, and what a mess he had made, and how guilty and ashamed he felt. He thought of his father's house, the plenty that was provided there, and how good it had been in his home growing up. And that must have made him more sick, more grieved and vexed at his own sin and folly. And he came up with a plan. He said, I will go to my father and I will say to him, I have sinned against thee in heaven and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Let me be as one of your servants. That was his plan. And when he went left that far country and returned home, what did he receive? He received a full, complete pardon because he once was lost, but now was found. And that's what the father said to the older brother. He said, this is that my son was lost, but is found. And those were the healing words to the heart of the prodigal. And they come to you today through the justifying power of the cross of Christ. And if you are sick of sin today, and if you know that you've made a mess of your life, and you're lost, come by faith back to God and plead that work of Christ, I assure you, there is a full pardon, full forgiveness for all that you do. Now, another point I want to make is that faith in the cross of Christ declares us to be Christians who take Christ as our Lord. Now, when we come through the cross, we are instantly servants of the Lord Jesus, who loved us, and who died for us. He is Lord of our salvation. There is no greater sense of loyalty than that which a Christian has for the Lord Jesus. He is our master. He is our redeemer. He is our everything. And I owe my eternal life, my very existence to the Lord Jesus. And by faith, I make him my Lord. I put my trust in all that he is, and I place myself as a servant 
a child. He has promised to lead us from victory to victory. He promises heaven at the end of this world. He is the Lord Jesus Christ to us. And when you come saying, I will take Christ as my Savior, I will put my faith in him, you are taking him as Lord of your life. Every other claim, you renounce it. Every other authority, you renounce it. And this is the wisdom of God demanding saving faith in the Lord Jesus. It means that you surrender every other claim. It also means that we obey the preaching of Christ. If I may bring you back to this text here today, that it tells us that it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching. And down in verse 23, but we preach Christ crucified. Preaching is calling men to faith in the Lord Jesus. We're not sent just to lecture. We're not just sent to give out a bunch of facts and leave it there. The preacher is sent to plead with your soul as an ambassador of the Lord Jesus. And while you can do nothing to improve on the work of the Lord Jesus, and you are not called to suffer any part of the work that the Lord Jesus did on the cross, you are called to obey the gospel. You are called upon to act and come, believe and trust, which is to obey the Lord Jesus. And I hope today that you see the wisdom of God designing personal faith in the cross of the Lord Jesus. Faith is the outstretched hand of the soul to take all that God offers to you through his Son. There are three tests that you need to apply today to know if you have obeyed the gospel. Number one, the person that has faith has renounced his own righteousness. Have you done that? Have you stopped trusting in your own good works, good living, or good intentions? That's the first test. You've renounced your own righteousness. Secondly, faith may be known by a great esteem for the person of the Lord Jesus. He is everything in your eyes. He is precious to them that believe. Let me ask you, is the Lord Jesus special to you today? I've told you a number of times that the day after I was converted, my aunt took the name of the Lord Jesus in vain. And that name was precious to me as never before. And because I had made the Lord Jesus my Lord, my Savior, that name was everything. Can you say today that the Lord Jesus, that name is high above all in your life? A third test, he that will have true faith will have true obedience. If a man says that he has faith and no works, he lies. There will be a new life of obedience that will accompany, that will follow your personal saving faith in the Lord Jesus.
We preach Christ crucified. We preach the cross. We preach the atoning work of the Lord Jesus on that tree. But what is it? This preaching is to save them that believe. And all my preaching in this pulpit, whether it's one Sunday or if it's Sunday by Sunday for years, will do absolutely nothing for your soul unless you obey the gospel and accept the Lord Jesus as your Lord, your Savior, and trust him with all your heart, with every intention to live for him. Have you done this? Are you saved? That's a Bible word. That's what the work of the cross is all about, to save your soul and make you ready for heaven. That's my burden today. That's my prayer. And if I can help you further, I trust that you'll speak with me even after the service or any time. I'd love to talk to you about how to be sure that you're saved. listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio broadcast of the Free Presbyterian Church in Canada. This is Pastor Ian Golliher. If you missed part of today's program or would like to hear it again, you can find it archived by program date on our website. Just go to www.ltbs.ca 
CA for Canada. There you can read my blog, find my Bible study notes, audio and video sermons, as well as helpful articles. Or you can go to our podcast on iTunes. We're on the air Sundays at 9.30 a.m. for our full church broadcast and Monday to Friday, 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. on this station to bring you the gospel from our free Presbyterian church here in Cloverdale. We also invite you to our church services on Sundays, 10.30 and 6 p.m. Through our website, you can listen and view to our online services at 10.30 and 6 p.m. Make it your Sunday worship. Click on the Live Now button on the homepage of our website. Or if you would like to talk with me one-on-one as a pastor, please give me a call. The phone number is 604-897-2040. The mailing address is 187 9058 Avenue, Surrey, BC, V3S1M6. We're located just two blocks north of Number 10 Highway on 188th Street. Our website again is ltbs.ca. You can join us Monday to Friday, 5 a.m., 5 p.m., here on this station as we let the Bible speak. Music